Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chen. It is 135 at Edmonton. Still to come on today's show. We'll get to NHL today. Of course, it's the All-Star Game, which means it's the skills competition tonight. Whatever it takes at, we think, roughly about 845 to 945. To be honest with you, uh, I'm going to be down at the Golden Bears game tonight to play the University of Calgary. We'll have NHL today for elite promotional marketing, and uh, we'll get to this day in Oilers history as well. Uh, you can text us at any time on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Off to the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline, we are joined by Edmonton Oilers General Manager Kurt Hill, who uh, now that the uh, John Reed Bantam AAA tournament is wrapped up, Kurt, are you uh, with the team in Prince Albert tonight, or are you on the road scouting? Uh, doing some scouting here locally right now, and obviously last weekend was a big, uh, big, big weekend with the John Reed and the Crown tournament there over at River Korea. So there was, uh, you know, 32 Bantam teams here, which is uh, nice to have them all in Edmonton at one time and be able to see where everybody's uh, starting to rank out for the draft. How different are things now in terms of the evaluation process on players, given you know that you got a couple of the, the you know the specific sports schools, as opposed to and you know Kurt, I'll reference the days of the past when you had you know in Edmonton you had the Southside Athletic Club, the Maple Leaf Athletic Club, the Canadians, and the KCs. So you had those four teams that would supply. I mean, at one time uh, they each had two. Double A teams before there was Triple A. I think eighty two, eighty three was the first year there was midget Triple A in the province. Um, but how how challenging does that you know? Because I'd have to imagine those club teams aren't quite what they used to be. And I, I believe there was a pretty. I heard through the grapevine there was a pretty stacked team from Vancouver as an example, uh, which might have been one of the club teams, might not have been one of the club teams. So is it is it you get a real diverse range in terms of how good the actual teams are in those events? Yeah, you do. You definitely do. I think and the, the some of the teams are obviously a lot a lot deeper and uh, have a lot more talent. But I guess it's a little bit twofold. You got to be careful that you're not uh, missing the club teams because a lot of those teams still have, you know, maybe not as many anymore, but they still have good players and 
and you know high prospects in some of those teams. So you got to make sure that you're you're still evaluating those players fairly. And then when you do watch some of those stacked academy teams that have you know pretty deep rosters, four lines that can all play, you got to be careful that you know those guys that are playing the third and fourth line minutes or the or on the third deep pairing that you understanding that that team is that good of a team and you got to make sure you're giving those guys the time of day because even though they're playing down in the lineup there they're still pretty good players i'll draw a comparable for you for your time with the chicago blackhawks the u.s national development program okay um i mean it's basically a u.s all-star team they play together they're the best guys whereas the kids in the chl they get spread out. You know, I mean, if you had put Bowen Byram and Dylan Cousins and Kirby Doc on a Canadian All-Star team last year, I'm going to guess that some other players on that Canadian All-Star team would have gone higher as a result of being a part of that team. And uh, and I guess what I'm saying to you, Kurt, is I think that some of those guys from the U.S. National Development Program get overrated because they benefit of drafting off of other really good players. Am I out to lunch or am I on to something? No, I think it's fair. I think there's some guys that do get overrated, but then I also think there's some guys on those teams that, you know, that play down in the lineup, whereas maybe if they were getting that opportunity on a, whatever it may be, a CHL team or a USHL team, however, wherever they plan to go as an American, that maybe they would be playing on that top unit and top kill and playing those, you know, 20 minutes a night, whereas there they're, you know, playing seven and getting overlooked a little bit too. So, yeah, I guess there's, there's pros and cons to those situations for sure. Uh, do you look at 13-year-olds as well as 14-year-olds at those events? Well, a lot of them are on those teams, right? Like the plan is underagers. So, um, you know, our scouting staff, we don't dive into it too deep, but uh, you evaluate them a little bit and you tag them for next season. And uh, But just with where, where things are and the evaluation that we do with the midget players, uh, they're still playing midget uh guys that are playing junior a and the current bantam guys it's uh it's pretty busy but uh, yeah we just do a tag and start to put some reports in to see how much they progress into next season how challenging is it to avoid looking at the stats because you can't be everywhere to see every game but i mean you got situations where the information that's actually being supplied often is wrong like you'll have a kid credited for the wrong assist and stuff like that i mean it's got to be a little bit. Is that, is that why you got to get the viewings in in this situation? Like, there's not a lot of video, so it's important that you get you, you know your scouting staff gets the viewings in on the kids. It's important. The viewings are huge. I mean, even the stats sometimes. You know, a team the, the different schedules can be based on you know t- territory and where those teams are, and they could play you know six weaker teams where guys, you know, they play a different team, they get eight points in a game, and you know they don't do anything when they play the tougher team. So it's yeah, it's important to make sure that you're getting those viewings in on the players all the time and. Uh, and equally important that you're getting those viewing spaced out at the start of the year, middle of the year, and end of the year to make sure, um, you know, is this guy's plateaued yet? Is this guy getting better? Or where, where do we think this guy's at? We're joined by Edmonton Oil Kings General Manager Kurt Hill, Bob Stoffer, with you in Oilers. Now, Kurt, since you've come aboard, has there been an area of emphasis for what you're looking for for, uh, you know, your scouting staff in terms of picks? Are you looking for skill? You know, are you looking for skating? Are you looking for competitive? And I know you could say all of those things, but is there one primary area that you've sort of said, "Hey, we got to have this"? Yeah, I think especially with our early picks, um, you know, we like to be a little bit snobby when it comes to skating. We want guys that that can skate, and you know, that are elite skaters. And um, and it's interesting in Bantam too because you you really got to watch guys' skating styles and. 
and you maybe still pick a guy that's not the, the, an amazing skater, but you just feel that, or you kind of can tell by he's grown a lot. His skating was fine. Now he's grown three inches. It's going to get better again. And it's, so you got to be a little bit careful. It's tough at 14 just to focus and take only the guys that are, you know, the the most elite skater at 14, but you, we take guys that we project to be good skaters, and that's one of the things that we really try to key in on. And, uh, you know, with the style of system that uh, Brad has, our guys playing, it's very up-tempo. You need to be able to move the puck quick. You need to be able to skate in that system. So it's something that we really zone in on. Do you look at the size of the parents for the kids? Like, uh, and I bring this up because you'll have, you know, like Tyler Benson as an example, uh, was the same height today that he was at 14. He was an absolute phenom for the south side, and that was in a lockout year, so he got a lot of attention. He broke the Bantam AAA scoring record. I'll be honest with you, Kurt, I was, I'm the same height now that I was at 14. Like, I was one of those guys that grew a little sooner before some other, uh, you know, guys that I grew up with. I didn't say I, uh, you know, matured quicker. I just said I grew quicker, uh, at least mentally matured. But you know where I'm going with this, right? Like you gotta kind of, you gotta, you gotta look at a guy. Like sometimes there's, uh, I look at Jarfy Lupel as an example. He was not a big kid at 12 and 13, and he ended up being six foot one and a half, and was not drafted in the WHL Bantam draft, and went in the top seven of the NHL. Actually, him and Scotty Upshaw, both were not drafted in the WHL Bantam draft, and both went in the top uh, seven of the NHL draft that year. So how, how much sort of extra work do you do sort of behind the scenes on the respective kids and do you look at the parents and that sort of thing? Yeah, we do. We definitely evaluate it all. It's, uh, you know, it's interesting too. Sometimes you watch these events and, and there are kids that are fully grown now and they, and they absolutely dominate their age category. And you, you really kind of got to project whether you think that he's going to continue to be able to do that moving forward. And once, when, once he gets to our league without, you know, probably not growing much more and not even putting up much more weight some guys that are fully almost developed already and it's you know so it's something that you got to take into consideration but then you got those those smaller players that at that level are really small and down on you know the guys that are five five three and five four that are extremely skilled and have learned to play the game a smart way because they're small and they they're really good with the puck they're really good high, high hockey iq and you wonder hey if this guy is now going to grow and be six foot and he's already learned to play the game with this this smartly and with this iq we're going to get a heck of a player here all right we're joined by kurt hill kurt you're in first place in the league you happy with where your team's at this year oh of course when you're that when you're in first year you're, you're going to be happy um you know, I think especially our, our our team. It seems like you know when we face some adversity, we've really we've really responded to that. And I think there was obviously some tough things with some players um, deciding to do different things with their careers. That right. you know, it just seems like it made our group stronger than it was at the start of the season, and everybody kind of just grew from that. And you know, it, it's amazing how how close of a group these players are in the dressing room. And I think. Um, I think the team's in a really good spot from a, you know, from a character standpoint and from uh, the way they're playing. The last month here, these games have all been playoff-style hockey games, and and we've been, you know, for the most part, pretty good in them all. Were you concerned halfway through that game in Swift Current the other night? Kurt Hill, GM Edmonton Oil Kings. You guys had over 60 shots on goal at the end of the night. You're down two nothing, or were you just confident it was eventually going to come against the Broncos? Uh, you know that building's been interesting since uh, I've been here for a year and a half now. Our, with, with the new staff that came in, and we had lost three straight in Swift Current. It was the only rink we hadn't won in yet. So um, nice to get that one. But yeah, it was you kind of figured you were hoping that it was going to happen. But sometimes, I mean, their goalie was playing outstanding, and you, 
Canelo goes. I think my team in Waterloo was there with uh, against the Golden Bears once. If you got a hot goalie, sometimes you just find ways to win hockey games. And if that was the case, and we put over 60 on that, and, and he plays that well, and when we lose, I mean, sometimes you just got to tip your hat to the goalie on the other side. What was that goaltender for Waterloo again that stoned uh, Alberta? You guys got four goalposts in that game, too, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, hate that guy. Probably cost the U of A a national channel. They won the next two years, so look at it that way, Kurt. Uh, you you uh, you brought in Beck Warm. Man, Tri Cities uh, they're they're hurting right now. They're they got some injuries now, and uh, they had a tough weekend up in Kamloops. They got beat twelve one and nine nothing up, or not? Yeah, it was in Kamloops. But you got Beck Warm, and you added Sam Stewart on defense. Uh, uh, you know how those guys sort of fit in with your group right now. Well, the Stewart one was a good time with the McLeod injury and just, uh, you know, our D. It just seems like we've had a tough time getting healthy back there, you know, last year and this year. But uh, it seems like we're we're starting to come around in that fashion. But he's really come in and provided a veteran presence back there. He's a, he's a really calm player. He just really calms the play down, moves pucks well, and, and really communicates well. Him and Cap have been playing together. I think that's been a really good fit for the two of them. And, you know, they've been playing some big minutes, seem to be raising their play. Um Obviously, we feel now we got one of the best one-two punches in that in the league, and you know, on any given night, whoever, whatever goalie we have in there, we feel like they're going to give us a good opportunity to win the game. And you know, I just think uh, his leadership presence that he brings to the room. I a lot of times goalies are a little bit quieter, but he's a guy that's you know, as a 20-year-old in this league, isn't afraid to you know say something in the intermissions or you know try to get guys going a little bit too. He's been around for a while and and he knows the league well, so I think with him being there and mentoring Kosa and, and playing the minutes he's playing for us, the, the quality minutes, it's been a, a really good fit for us. All right, awesome stuff. Uh, you mentioned McLeod. Is he back yet? Uh, no, no, still uh, probably about a week away, maybe two. Jackson Alexander, did he play? I, I'm sorry, I, I, I saw who uh, scored, but did it, was Jackson Alexander involved back in the lineup yet for you? Jackson Alexander, he played at... Uh, the two games on the weekend and has had a bit of a setback from something in practice so he's probably going to be out in another three weeks here oh um, boy yeah so okay. uh, but McLeod should be coming back soon and we got our other six are, are healthy right now so it's good all right. Hey, uh, Kurt, thank you for your time. Thanks for shedding some sort of insight as to, you know, the work that gets done on the, you know, the scouting and the things for kids at Bantams. It can't be easy uh, making judgments on 14-year-old kids at that stage. Best of luck this weekend, okay? Yeah, thanks a lot, Bob. Appreciate it. You bet. That is Edmonton Oil Kings general manager, Kurt Hill. Uh, Royal Pizza, pizza pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 50 years. For a menu and a list of their 14 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Stop for recommendation at Royal Pizza, the Mediterranean chicken. When we come back on Oilers Now, we'll get to NHL today for elite promotional marketing and this day in Oilers history. This is Oilers Now. <laughs> This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 151 in Edmonton. Uh, we are going to go off to NHL today for elite promotional marketing building tailored branded programs where your order is done on time every time at Elite Promotional Marketing. Drew Shamahorn and his staff, big supporters of amateur hockey in this province, just wrapped up. Uh, minor Hockey Week. Where, yes, yours truly scored the winning goal. Midget double A, 1982-83. I had somebody text the show, Bob, you can't call it midget double A anymore. Well, it's still midget double A to me. 
That's everybody relaxed. Is, has that change been made official? I know it was proposed and passed. I don't know if they've actually I, changed I, it. I don't think they've changed it. I don't think they have either. Too. Somebody verify that. Text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. What do you got for us? Uh, skills competition tonight? It sure is. The All-Star break is here. So, yes, yeah, skills competition. And then tomorrow, the game itself, which you can actually hear live on 630 Ched here at 6 p.m. A couple reports indicate that Chris Kreider and the Rangers are not negotiating a contract extension as the trade deadline nears. He is expected to be one of, if not the most coveted rental available. The Canucks and goaltender Jacob Markstrom are reportedly pretty far apart in their contract discussions. 29-year-old is in the final year of his three-year deal with Vancouver that carries a $3.67 million cap hit. Bakersfield Condors are in Tucson tonight for the first of back-to-back games against the Roadrunners. The Oil Kings are in Prince Albert and Saskatoon will play on Sunday as they try to catch Portland for the best record in the WHL. U of A Golden Bears start a home-and-home with the Dinos tonight at the Claire Drake heading down the QE2 tomorrow afternoon. All right, um... I was mentioning uh, blogs that I read, and I said, look, I I obviously have a subscription that I pay for for The Athletic. So I read the guys there, uh, you know, read the guys at Oilers Nation, read the guys in the cult of hockey. And John tweeted at me and said, what about at low tide? It's a must daily read for oil fans. Well, I've been reading him for a long time, too. He's a a nice fellow and uh, has a very... uh, Experience looks on thing, and we have something in common. We, we we both were fans of the Montreal Canadiens as kids, so we share that common uh, interest as well. Um, I probably want to strangle Tyler Yaremchuk when I see him on a regular basis at the Golden Bears games. Like I got to see him. I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I I was watching him last week actually. I heard your buddy there calling because you did you not do something with him as well at one time or with the AJHL? What was going on there? Yeah, well, I, I wrote for Tyler's website uh, when I was go. in school, so yeah, we've yeah. got the relationship yeah. there, and then that's actually how I got in with the Crusaders. So. There you go. And who are they playing this weekend? They are down in the South Division. They've got Drumheller tonight, Brooks tomorrow. So there's the rematch. 7-4 was the score last week, right? Yes, sir. And the Crusaders are still, that didn't put them in first place in the national rankings, by the way. Brooks still leads the way there at number one. Crusaders jumped to number two. U of A Golden Bears, number two. I'll be down at their game tonight. I'll be on with uh, Dave Campbell tonight, actually, towards the end of the first period. We're going to go to this day in Oilers history, brought to you by New West Travel. Join Oilers now on a great road trip to see the Oilers play the Hawks in Chicago. Visit newwesttravel.com for more information. Uh, on this date, uh, by the way, it's January 20th. We want we need to get the dates right because I think I screwed up a date a couple days ago. But uh, it's January 24th today. Is that right? Yes. January 24th, 1986. I, I remember this day well. The Oilers blow a 3 nothing first period lead, fall behind 6-4, to and then rally to beat the New Jersey Devils 7-6 in overtime. Wayne Gretzky scored the game winner and added three assists. Ah, uh, Wayne from the Edmonton operation. He's pretty good. That's this day in Oilers history brought to you by uh, New West Travel. Join Oilers now and a great roadie to see the Oilers play the Hawks in Chicago. Again, go online at newwesttravel.com. The show will be podcasted and up by what time today? 2.05. All right, there you have it. Dave Campbell coming up tonight on Inside Sports. Uh, Again, he'll be stuck with yours truly in around 7.30. Who else has he got? He's got me as well, so you get the full Oilers now circuits. Wow, there you go. And then Rebecca Reef, who's a friend and former teammate of Panda's soccer player, Nicole Palladino, if you haven't heard this story yet, a devastating one, a leader, a soccer player, hurts on a trip and is paralyzed from the waist down. So more from her friend and teammate. All right, there you go. A reminder, tomorrow, 6.30, Chad will broadcast the NHL All-Star Game. The coverage begins at 6 p.m.
Uh, up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell and uh, the 6.30 chat afternoons with Jalen and I. Brendan, thank you for being around during bye week. We, we made the most of it. Thanks to all of our guests today, including Don Metz, Ken Holland, Elliot Freeman, and Kurt Hill. So long, everybody. Have a great weekend from Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad.